What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Invincible Podcast. This is a show where friends gather and talk all things Invincible, which is a comic book and animated series created by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. I'm TJ, and joining me, as always, are my co-hosts. It's Ryan. Hey, everybody. It's Bill. Oh, hello. And it's Wyatt Lane. Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> well, it's going good. How, how are we doing? How are we doing? It's, it's, I feel like it's been a little while. It, yeah, has. it has. It's, and I feel like it feels like it's been a little while, mostly because we had like episodes right before San Diego. We had all of San Diego of like spending so much time together and then a bunch to do right after we got back to react to things. And so this has been the first time where we've had like just a little breathing room of like just a, a break from it all before coming back. So I'm and excited. I, I'm excited. I think to be we back. really like took advantage of that because we didn't talk too much. Yeah, we have our chat. We talked a bit, but like it was very much like. All right, we need to. It reminded me of after season one, where Bill TJ and I did that, you know, gauntlet of the, you know, the full season of uh, weekly episodes, and then we were just like done with each other, and we just had mm -hmm. to take a break. Um, but it feels good to be yeah. back because there's still a lot to talk yeah. about, and uh, there's yeah. some exciting stuff. I feel good about this episode. I think there's going to be some fun stuff to talk about. There is so much to talk about. Uh, but if you want to be a part of the conversation, you can uh, find us. Uh, you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. You can check out our website, uh, theinvinciblepodcast.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at InvincibleCast. Hit subscribe on our YouTube channel. We're on TikTok. We're, we're everywhere. We're, 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 you know, anywhere you want to find us, we're there. Um, so just a heads up, we do talk spoilers. So if you have not read the comic, uh, make sure you go do that and then come back and 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 you know join us join yeah. us back here and we'll we'll talk all about it we really wanted to uh, uh we didn't get a chance to talk about it too much but we're going to be talking about some predictions for uh for season two and that's all based on not only the trailer and stuff we know about season two but the the comic book itself so these are spoilers for the comic book and potentially season two based on the comic book so just be warned yeah. mm -hmm. hmm. indeed so yeah, I'm excited to talk about uh talk talk about season two. The last episode was just mostly like all the news that came out from San Diego and just going like one after the other after the other, but we didn't really put too much speculation on anything. Like all the all the games alone was enough to talk about. So uh so excited to to kind of dig into uh season two a little bit more in the trailer and everything. So but speaking mm -hmm. of games, uh we did just release um our video that we did while we were at San Diego Comic-Con and we got to uh, get our hands on the new dice game, uh, which was a ton of fun. Uh, we put that video out there. Uh, and uh, so go check that out. That's up on our on our YouTube. Um, and the last episode when we were talking about how we were going to release the dice, uh, the dice game episode, we talked about a, a giveaway. We we have a, a, a spare dice game that we're going to give away to a to a, a listener. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think, uh, Ryan, we have that name. We do. I just pulled it up and I did the randomizer and the randomizer went to TMC. So TMC left a comment. Hey, over on, uh, hey congratulations on uh, the uh, the video saying this sounds like a good drinking game. And I completely agree. I think we even mentioned that, too, that yeah. this would be a good party game. And if you've watched that dice game episode you know by the end of it that it kind of devolves into, you know, some some high emotions there. So I can only imagine yeah. 
how much higher those emotions would have been had uh, some drinking been involved with that. So yeah, I'm yeah, sure it yeah. would be a good drinking game. It was a fun mm-hmm. time. We got to play it again someday. It can go either way so quick. Yeah. It, it can, it can, you yeah. can be up, you can feel like you're on top of the world and then it can just take a major shit on you. So yeah. Yeah. We also did a, a another kind of random video since last uh, episode. Um, Wyatt and I played Escape Academy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, a game that um, uh, I believe it was the uh, not only co-published, I think it's co-published by Skybound Games, um, but Mike Rogers is the uh, uh, character, no, narrative director for Invincible Season 2. I believe I that was right. right. Yeah. But he yeah. did a lot of work on Escape Academy. So we wanted to um, check that game out. So we've been doing the uh, live stream of that game on YouTube. Uh, excited to get back in to continue. That was a very fun time. So check that out over on. Surprisingly, YouTube. it was because it's a, based around escape rooms. When I mm-hmm. came to visit you guys and we did trivia uh, in New York, we went and did an escape room in Niagara Falls. And surprisingly, there were some similarities in yes. the first level that we were doing to the escape room that we all did together, which was a fun little mm-hmm. little surprise. Yes, that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so that's some Invincible news for you. Before we get into our main topic, we'll go over a couple more things. Uh, the Invincible Hero Board Game, uh, Hero Building Game, um, got a people got a kind of a sneak peek at playing that game at Gen Con uh, a few weekends back, um, and it looks awesome. Um, people were talking talking it up a little bit, so that was really cool. And I think we have uh, Ryan. We have uh, some kind of communication from the. Yeah, I have a message from Nick, and he sent a great email uh, talking all about his time and his impressions of the games. Um, I want to take some um, uh, some segments of that and share it with everybody. He says, uh, Dear Invincible Podcast, greetings from Indianapolis. While you were all walking the halls of San Diego Comic-Con, I was prepping for another convention in the heartland, one with lots of boards and dice and playing cards. Yes, another Gen Con has sadly come and gone, but thankfully I was successful in my mission to gather as much information as possible about the future of Invincible on the tabletop. Start with the biggest unknown of the three. From Skybound Tabletop, Invincible Escape from Mars, a social deduction game similar to One Night Ultimate Werewolf, and based on the Mars-centric episode, Neil Armstrong, Eat Your Heart Out. You can play as an astronaut or a hero. If you are a sequid infect- infected, you win the game if you or any other fellow sequid escape the planet. If you are uninfected hero, you win if all the astronauts get home safe and are uninfected. If you're an uninfected astronaut, you just simply win by getting yourself home safely. The person at the booth explained that one of the unique mechanics of the game is that some card effects may cause you to change factions as the game goes on. Presumably, Hmm. you can become infected with a second or uninfected that immediately changes your win condition and strategy partway through. Um, I'm told that in some cases, you may not even become infected. You may become infected and not even know it as there are situations where cards uh, are caused to be drawn and played face down in front of you unseen. That's really cool. That sounds pretty neat. The game will release in Q1 of next year and sounds perfect for a friendly game night and mid-sized social gathering. The second that game, go ahead. Made yeah. me that that sounds so much more exciting. Like right? a fun little yeah. the the spins that they have where you can get infected midway through the game like that change is is a nice little addition I, to I also theme. love too that it feels like we're getting sort of like 
we're getting like small steps towards the more and more complex board games as we go. Like the dice game was a little more simple. It was like very easy to pick up very few rules of like, just jump into it quickly. This yeah. one seems, you know, a step above that in terms of complexity and like the things that could happen. And then the other board game that I, that we know is also coming sounds like it could be even more, you know, complex than that. So I like that. It's almost, it's teaching me how to play board games as somebody who doesn't play a ton of board games. Like we're getting like a very sort of basic one first, not to call the dice game basic, but that it could be more complex that it's cool that we're getting, you know, bigger steps as they go and right. as they release easing you into it for sure yeah 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 um then he says the second game i won't spend too much time on since many of you have already had a hand in playing it mantic's invincible dice game um which you know we did play about it play it we did talk about it we have a whole let's play video out there um he even goes on to talk about how yeah it the theming isn't necessarily there it doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes and it's like why are you fighting adam eve why is this happening like it is a, you know a push your luck game with invincible slap down there as we know because there's a walking dead one that's exactly the same it's yeah. just that art the artwork with a fun little party game thrown in there so yeah we're ramping up like we were saying why in terms of thematic and like complexity so last but certainly not least the one you've all been waiting for direwolf's invincible the hero building game i was very very lucky to sneak in a prototype demo game for this one and it did not disappoint uh, you play as Invincible, Adam Eve, Rexplode, or Robot. He played Robot. The campaigns are all cooperative, so either everyone wins or everyone loses. Each campaign in the box is pre presented as an episode. Our demo had us fighting off the Flaxon invasion, but both Doc Seismic att attacking Mount Rushmore and D.A. Sinclair's Reanimate were mentioned as some of the additional episodes included in the box. Oh, my God. Each Very episode cool. progresses through a track of eight rounds, and at the end of each and at each round, unique effects will occur to knock you on your ass, such as like villains showing up randomly or different things will happen. Oh my god! Uh, as villains attack, their <laughs> effects may move civilians from safety to danger, or if all the civilians are in danger already, from danger to casualty. Some of the hero effects and abilities will move civilians ba back to safety. If any section loses its last civilian, everyone loses the game. In addition to the center uh, central cool. action board, and I'm sorry, in addition to the central action board, each player has an individual character board. These have your character cards and health tracker, board spaces to draft cards onto for additional powers, a special power unique to each character that you have from the start, and more. Think something similar to Marvel Dice Throne. However, instead of dice in this game, you'd be drawing little wooden cubes from a bag of bag three at a time. When you pull cubes, you place them on the board to activate powers based on their colors and then choose if you want to continue drawing or stop. Like the Mantic Dice game, there's a bit of a push-your-luck element to this. That's not good. Once, once you've drawn your fifth, <laughs> your fifth black cube, your character crash is crashed, and you must return to the Guardian's HQ uh, to recover. That's pretty neat. And the black all of that are, sounds... The black ones are wild. I'm not done yet, even. The, what? Cube, the cube colors represent the powers on your board. Um, the black one is. Are you reading manual. like the like the instructions, uh, the instruction no, no, manual? No, I know it sounds like I'm done though. I'm pretty much done. Uh, he goes on to give pros and cons. Pros of all the Invincible Dice game, this one feels the most thematic. I definitely felt like you were pushing back a relentless invasion with limited success while playing. We ultimately lost due to running out of uh, running out the round tracker, but we at least successfully defeated the Flaxon first wave and the Flaxon Emperor em enemies. And it felt really good to get those smaller victories and build up progressively stronger abilities. 
A con, though, he said, was it was a little frustrated at first by the the way the cube actions are handed uh, handled, since all the players are doing their actions simultaneously, and it could be a little hard to pay attention to what everyone else is doing. Mm. Spending cubes to move somewhere and finding someone else has already taken that uh, taken on the enemy you plan to attack is no good. I realized eventually that this is also part of the theme. Success or failure depends on, as Black Samson would put it. Fighting like a team instead of four individual assholes. I was just going to say it sounds exactly <laughs> like he ran into the issue that they did before they were like yeah. the actual guardians. You have to yeah. coordinate who is moving where, who is rescuing which civilians or crashed hero, and who is attacking which enemies, who is thwarting an upcoming effect next round, etc. The difficulty balance still needs a bit tweaking, uh, and those enemies are tough. But working together makes a world of a difference. This one is releasing in early 2024. I hope you enjoyed this breakdown. All these game mechanics are subject to change, um, but I'm excited by what I've seen so far. Looking forward to some invincible themed game nights with friends in the future. Cheers, Nick. That's cool. I am I most mean, excited about expansions, dude. dude about dude, getting because new, new episodes. episodes. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's fucking yeah. awesome, man. Right? That's, it's like it's the dream. You're playing. You're playing it. You're playing the comic. That's so sick. Yeah. Like, so there's. Sick. I I know a lot of people have been like when there's news about video games and stuff. A lot of fans will be like, "Oh, we want the AAA Invincible video game." This card game is more exciting to me than if we were getting like a AAA video game because undoubtedly, if there was you know even like a big budget video game, you would feel like, uh, but it doesn't look quite like the comic or like I would want it to. It's it's. Let's try yep. to guess what he was going to say because he froze. Yeah, he froze. But I'll uh, be back in a second. Is, this is definitely <laughs> one of the things I'm most you know looking forward to. Right after the the panel, when we all gave our quick impressions of the things we wanted the most, the board You're game back, was Wyatt. definitely one of the things that I was most excited for. But like you were saying, Wyatt, yeah, with a video game, you never know what you're going to get. But with yeah. this board game, I mean, like, there's so much that can be done with this. Yeah, the idea that you get to sit around with friends and like, role play this team essentially and like you said like you're bouncing off of each other about whether or not you're actually coordinated in the right way like that just sounds so cool and so fun yeah i cannot yeah wait. I, I think TJ I, mean, and I, I think we mentioned a little bit in the in the past episode or um uh, in the last episode uh we really got into me and ryan really got into doing imperium uh recently, well, no, which is made by direwolf we didn't talk about this since the last episode. Since the last episode, you and I, we got Dune Imperium, which is a really well-received... We, we mentioned hmm. that it's by this company, mm -hmm. um, no. but we've been wanting to play it. So we did get the game. We played it a few yeah. times, and it is a very, very good game. No wonder it's such it, high... It really is. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's, there's a lot that goes into it, and there's a lot that in the description of how, yes, how you... But, but at the same time, I was expecting it to be like basically the same the same game just invincible based and it's not it, it sounds very different yeah. but a lot of the mechanics are the same it's amazing how um, you can you can tell that like it's made by the same company just on these right. descriptions and playing yeah. Dune imperium and like the worker placement type things and building your mm -hmm. hand of cards and like playing certain cards it feels a lot like that and so i trust that it's in good hands because they made a very 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 well received well-reviewed game with similar yeah. mechanics on an uh, existing ip so like this is a match made in heaven. Yep. It's going to be good. So, yeah, we'll look forward to that early uh, early next year. I think I cannot wait for that. We'll, we'll be doing so much content. We'll be doing so much content. <laughs> um, 
another cool thing, speaking of games, uh, the Guarding the Globe um, mobile game that we talked about that we got to play at San Diego Comic-Con a little bit, um, that was just released in other com- uh, other countries. So you can imagine it's probably going to be released in the U.S. very soon. What were the other countries, Ryan? I know Australia, Philippines. Philippines. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. those two. There might be some others. Um and there's a few early impressions. If you just go on like Twitter or something and just search for Mitzbull guarding the globe, um, there's a few people talking about it on Twitter, giving the early impressions. So far, it seems pretty positive. Uh, you know, and again, this is exactly what you think it is. It is that kind of mobile game. It is like um, a uh, was it not Marvel Crisis? There's a there's a, a few popular games out there that share the same kind of idle mechanic, um, turn based, not turn based, but idle turn um type games i'm excited for a time sync mobile game like this you know we've talked about this at length last episode um by the time you know you hear us talk again hopefully we'll have it in our hands we'll maybe try and do a quick video or something online about it and uh we'll be giving each other updates as we go throughout you know the show and you can track how we're uh progressing in it and you know who our strongest characters are and what we think of the game as it happens so looking forward to that yeah um yeah, I cannot wait for that. That stuff, I can imagine, is probably coming soon. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that we, I don't think we talked about on the last episode uh, that popped up at uh, San Diego Comic Con, we did talk about like the wristbands that they had um, given to, like that came in the the Invincible box at San Diego Comic Con, and that how we found out that it leads you to a link with a whole bunch of other links to like Skybound and stuff like that. And I think we maybe mentioned that the, it leads us to merch, but there was a ton of new merch. So definitely check that out. Like a bunch of really cool t-shirts. Um, I got a bunch of those. Uh, like I think Bill, you got the phone case. Uh, there's yep. a bunch of different phone cases that you can get. So okay, so definitely, uh, yeah, it looks cool. Um, yeah, definitely head out to head to the Skybound store and oh, check out cool. all the new merch if you haven't already. Um, there was a uh, art book that was announced a, a while back. Um, it was the art yeah. of season one of Invincible. Um, and it was supposed to come out in November, November 8th, uh, but it did just get pushed back to February 7th. So that's something that I'm definitely quite looking forward bump. to. Quite yeah, a, quite a quite bump, bump for a book. Like yeah. what Especially on being, earth could have caused that delay? Yeah, and it Man, makes me wonder. I mean, season to one too. It, it, it's interesting because it looks as though it was like, okay, we're going to release this with the beginning of season two. Now it almost looks like they're going to release it with the second half of season two. Yeah. Mm, maybe. And that's my okay. guess. We don't know when the second half of season two will be airing, but I think it's maybe they moved it to that point, uh, yeah. at least that time frame. But yeah, so either way, still very excited for that book. Looking forward to that. Uh, bummed that it's being released much later now, but you know, it's one less thing to um, have to talk about in the height of uh, season two releasing. True. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There's a silver lining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, if you didn't see it, uh, Kirkman did a an interview with uh, CBR.com, um, basically about diversity and the lack of diversity in the comic versus the show. Uh, they were asking him about that, and I just want to just read a couple quotes because I think it's important. He said, with, with the Invincible character himself, we talked to fans at uh, all the conventions and places we would go, and because his identity was ambiguous in the comics, everyone identified with him. Uh, we would have Filipino fans come up and say, I'm so excited you made Mark Filipino. Uh, we would have Mexican fans coming up and saying, uh, I'm so excited you made Mark Mexican. Um, he said, 
And it's just important to see how representation is on a personal level level when you are face to face with that person. Because I grew up in a time when I went to see Rambo, Die Hard, Terminator, and every movie that came out uh, when I was a child. And I watched a bunch of tough white guys do cool stuff. And I was like, this is a lot of fun. Kirkman addressed how um, in his own how his own experience uh, fed his need to be a part of the solution when it comes to uh, increased representation in the projects such as Invincible. He said, you end up being in this bubble where you have no awareness of what it's like to live in a world where you're not seeing yourself reflected in uh, all these other things. So to be able in any small part work against that is a tremendous honor. Um, and I think he's talking about like the animated series and, and, and Mark, I think Mark in the animated series, I think is definitively Asian, um, mm-hmm. and obviously making, uh, uh, Amber, you know, like Amber was a, of a Caucasian blonde haired girl in the, in the, mm-hmm. in the, uh, in the show. And they changed the her to, which uh, I'm sorry, in the comic, uh, and they changed her in the show as well. So, uh, I thought that was cool. I, they also asked him a question. He like, they took accountability to it and kind of made a joke about it. Like, why was there le- this lack of diversity? And he's like, listen, and he's like, there were these three dumb white guys that got together to make a comic. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. he, he yeah. was like joked about it and it's, you know, it's about it's about changing and uh, changing the that narrative and changing uh, and the, the representing the, the real world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, and not just your sometimes, unfortunately, limited worldview. Um, yeah. so that's great. And it's great that he's so vocal about it, too. And mm-hmm. and I like specifically the comment that he made about, like, you know, it makes a difference when it's a physical person standing in front of you telling you how much this stuff means to them, because like. You know, I think a lot of that discussion around diversity and inclusion in media happens on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it, or just online where people are, you know, oftentimes not really nice with their opinions about stuff like that. And I think knowing that, like, it's real people that that matters to is cool that that he's had experiences that helped him kind of recognize that, too. I love the idea that so many people have read Invincible and seen themselves in Invincible, though, differently. Like when I read Invincible, I read him as a Caucasian white dude because that's what I am. But like Mexican uh, person seeing him and saying, oh, wow, this person is very clearly Mexican like and Filipino, like he said, like, that's awesome to me. And I love that everybody got to got to identify with that character. and, And I agree with you, TJ. I felt the same way. But then what's great about it is watching the show. It's like this is Mark. This is yeah, still Mark. Yeah. Like, it's yes. like, this yeah. is absolutely the character that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just even more real. Uh, so yeah. yeah, it was great. That's a good yeah. uh, article. Now let's get into our main topic, which is Invincible season two. It's been a long time coming. We got the trailer at San Diego Comic-Con. Um, and now we get to talk a little bit more about the trailer and more so our uh loosely i'll say final predictions um because i'm sure you know we'll get like another trailer trailer and fucking (laughs) what's nice is these thoughts and these guesses and everything like that are very limited you know because once we get the trailer and we see certain scenes it's like oh well obviously this is coming so this is kind of like what i think is like the absolute closest we can get to giving our thoughts or predictions um, without really knowing anything. It's the peak time for wild speculation. Is there you go. By that. We yep. can just go crazy with our predictions. Or in my case, pretty reserved, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Why? can you give us a bit of a recap from what we saw yes. in the trailer? 
So when we did the San Diego episode, I, I had written down just kind of like basically what are the major scenes? Because the trailers are a lot of like quick flashes of little scenes. And then when they're announcing the new voice cast, lots of like voice lines. Mm-hmm. So basic breakdown of the scenes in the trailer, uh, starting off with graduation. So we get to see them graduating. Mark not being there. Very, very, you know, very much the comic. But it reminds me of Spider-Man as well. Like those movies. Yeah. Uh, we get shot of mark in midnight city uh we get the shot of mark in times square um like on the big like screen with we assume angstrom like looking up at him on there uh shot of tether tyrant and magmaniac uh a shot of doc seismic at, at the washington monument which i'm sure will be another great scene of him talking about like <laughs> why george washington is awful i can't yeah. wait for that um we get a shot of what looks like Invincible fighting Immortal. A uh, mm-hmm. quick shot of Adam Eve. A uh, quick shot of Invincible versus the Maulers. And then I think that's where they kind of start to transition into like Just all everybody games. you know from season one is back, but here are all the new people as well. And we get voice lines as all those names are popping up. So we get make him pay for what he did to your world, which sounds very much like Sterling K. Brown. Oh, and yeah. that's when his name pops up. Is playing Angstrom, which he was not supposed to confirm, but we, that's like one of the new ones <laughs> that we know for sure. Uh, we get welcome son, welcome son of he who slayed my husband, which on the last episode, we were kind of speculating. Maybe that's Aquarius's wife, the like fish lady. Because, like, that would make sense for... And it sounded like a female voice. Mm-hmm. Um, we get... I am a normal super... I am a normal human superhero from, clearly, Ben Schwartz, who we assume is playing Shapesmith based on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get the most mysterious one to me that said, I wish she was dead, too, but not for your sake. And it sounds like David Diggs, and it's when his name pops up on screen. So I think it's him, but I am still very unsure who he's playing yeah mm-hmm. uh we get kill first ask questions later <laughs> and it's very like you know villainy so we think maybe lizard league somebody it could be uh sing lizard nary it seemed like his name popped yeah. up right around then and maybe it's him but mm. we don't know for sure and then we get uh of course at the end peter cullen as thetis uh talking about how there's not been viltramite versus viltramite since the great purge and then, of yes. course, a little teaser of J.K. Simmons back as Omni Man, uh, saying, "You should have died at birth." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so much. Uh, so, one other thing before we dig into predictions, um, something that's going to play of probably the biggest part in uh, our predictions and how they've changed over the years uh, is at San Diego Comic Con during the panel. Kirkman did also announce, and we mentioned this, this on the last episode, um, that there's going to be a four-episode break. So there's going to be the first four episodes that will come out weekly. That's um, not going to be the three-episode drop like it was last time, which we all love. Uh, it's going to be four individual uh, episodes, and then there's going to be a break. And then at the early, we don't have a date, early 2024, the second four episodes of season two will drop. So that creates speculation that the, and he even said, he said the, uh, after the fourth episode, you're going to need a break to spend time with your loved ones. And during the holiday season, like joking, joking about it, you know? So, uh, all right, let's get into, uh, let's get into some, um, some 
predictions. Um, Can I actually, before we give uh, outlines, I did go through before we started recording and I, I just flipped through hardcover. No, I'm sorry. Compendium one. I flipped through compendium one mm-hmm. because I wanted to see what's coming up. Like really, where are we? What's missing? What are the things that happen in the comic around can this you, time? Can you what's share? Are you going to, I'm going to. I'm going to start. Okay, I'm going right. to list all these kind of things. These What's are your predictions. Is, or are you asking to copy that... Ryan's homework? Is that what you're doing right now? Yeah, that's like, what I'm doing. These, <laughs> these are not. These are not predictions. This is just if you got Compendium One, other than Season One, what else is in Compendium One? Just some things yeah. um, of note, which is interesting because so much of the Angstrom arc, the other stuff that's happening is the stuff that happens in Season One. Right. The flexions go on go on which throughout is, the entire compendium, which is Titan, long past uh, Angstrom. Yeah, Titan, Titan yeah. Sequids, all those things that happen in season one happen around the Angstrom arc. Yeah, so but then really you have other things the, like Aquarius and like, uh, like oh. all that stuff that is clear. So things of note, you got the Atlanta stuff. You got Debbie mm-hmm. meeting up with Claire and like Super Patriot and her getting uh, to know her. Graduation, moving to college, the Darkwing thing. Alan goes to mm-hmm. Telespria. Angstrom Levy's origin, obviously, and all of the Angstrom stuff. Uh, the stuff between Rex, Immortal, and Duplicate. Um, Mark goes to yep. Mantia, finds Nolan. Nolan, the fight with the Viltrumites. Amber becomes really frustrated, not only with not knowing who Mark is, because she doesn't know at this point, but then when she does learn who Mark is, she's frustrated with the superhero life and him always being gone and leaving and you know right. that whole thing. Um, Omnipotus attacks in a brief like cameo type thing uh, and fights all the heroes on Earth. Um, Mark comes back with Oliver, Debbie learning about Oliver, even Africa and the love triangle stuff. Um, and of course, Angstrom returning uh, and Mark going to see him. Then, of course, throughout this, you've got the Shapesmith stuff. Rudy helping um, Monster Girl with her shape changing. And um, uh, you got the Sequid attack in space. Meanwhile, the Lizard League attack with the Rexplode stuff. And then at the very end, you've got Anissa arriving. And then, of course, Nolan saying that he misses his wife. That is pretty much everything that happens in Compendium 1. And things that have not yet happened in Season 1. It could go past that, though, because like I said, they did yeah. stuff and yeah, they took a lot of that stuff to the middle They're a little ahead. Um, and of course, some of those things could be things that are storylines that stretch into Compendium 2 that they truncate down into one episode. Um, so, yeah, so that just just to get your mind an- flowing an- on where you another think season thing. One could- I want to bring up another thing before we jump into predictions, because there's something that I think has made me very curious and and speculative about season two as well. Kirkman did a Collider interview, I think at San Diego Comic-Con. It got posted shortly after where they asked him a bunch of questions. A lot of it was the same kind of info from the panels that we saw, but they asked him about what his favorite episode of season two was. And he said 207. So this is a quote from him. He said 207, maybe there's a scene in 207, which is season two, episode seven. Sorry, that's TV code. Uh, But episode seven of season two has a scene that I've been dying to adapt from the comic into the show. I can't wait for people to see the way that we are that we changed it because it couldn't be done in the same way. 
I'm speaking in code now because of the way it is in the comics. We had to change it completely. And so we kind of had to like rebirth a fan favorite iconic scene in a way that works in animation. So it's oh the same, God. but it's 100% fundamentally different. <laughs> so I want to see if it has the same effect and is as beloved. I, I do got not it. have any idea. I, what I, mean, I have I some it. ideas, but I am I'm so I'm having a hard time really feeling confident about what that is. I so basically I'm excited took, to hear what you guys I took that about. entire list of things that I'd read that happened and I blocked it into what I think could be episodes yeah. one through eight. And I think I where I blocked it, episode seven, I think that would make sense. I'm what very is excited. it? Very well start talking though, about it. Knowing Kirkman, we're like knowing us and verse and what Kirkman actually means when he makes statements like that. I feel like we, and Ryan, I don't know what you're expect, uh, speculating that it could mean, but we will we'll make predictions where it's like, oh, it's this like crazy scene. And then like all of season two comes out and then we're like, oh, what did you mean by that? And he's like, oh, just this like one conversation that like uh, Debbie had it's with like the one time uh, the guy you know goes soon. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like not, nothing that we speculated is. Yeah, but go ahead. I think the easiest way to break down where we think certain things will happen is to start with angstrom. My, I'm gonna throw this out there. My, hmm. my shape because I know it's really different from TJ. So my shape of the season based on angstrom would be angstrom's origin and Mark messing up the machine episode one. We don't see angstrom again until he returns in episode eight, which I know is probably um. way too much. But I think episode God. four, the break, is when Mark goes to Mantia and meets Nolan. Episode five, coming back from the break, is the fight with Nolan. And then six through seven, somewhere in there, episode seven, is going to be the sequids and Rexplode getting shot in the head in episode seven. And that whole fight scene. And it might be someone else that gets shot in the head or someone else dies or something with Shrinking Ray that, you know, she like... And then throughout all if you this, you didn't all... take our advice about reading the comic before you continue the episode. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we've already been talking. There's still so, a part yeah. of we've been doing this for seven I years, know. but there's still a part of me that's like, oh, don't say that, Ryan. Don't say it. Which, don't, which don't means, spoil it. Which means the finale, or you know, episode eight would be Mark going to Africa or whatever. What's going on with them? Getting the call, going to the ang fight Angstrom and all that. Um, but I don't know. Part of me feels like I mean, you see Tether Tyrant Ed Magmaniac in the trailer. That sounds like kid omni-man like we could be way off that could be so like the the yeah. the lizard league fight and uh the the well tj take it away <laughs> Where no, i think? i actually i actually kind of agree like i mean you i thought you I, thought the uh um invincible war was happening in season two that's he did say that and it's fucking yeah, a long time dude. a long time i did say that like i think it maybe at the start of the year but yeah. after i mean things change after san diego like things oh, okay yeah, of course you i know thought you'd I mean? still thought that no i think uh i think that i the, the, the thing the was, i think yeah, break, i think it's testing, crazy no, enough hold, to happen tj hold, that you should stick with Bill, it. all right you should stick with all right it. yeah you just hold on a second <laughs> i think that season two like you have to give mark time away from nolan uh, to show what he's like without his father there and him him uh, dealing with it and him like seeing what Debbie's about to go through and things like that. Four episodes, I think, is 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 good enough time. And then it has to end with Nolan coming back, uh, I would think. And that's what the, the, the break. big break is. Uh, but I think that the break is also going to be like, I don't think it's going to open with Oliver. I think it's going to close with Oliver. 
you have to know that like invincible has a younger brother before the credits roll on the fourth yeah. episode. So that's yeah, gonna I, think, be I don't think it's it. gonna be doors open, it's him. And I could see that, but I agree with you, TJ. I think you mm-hmm. you show I think it's more of like, here's your brother. By the way, the Viltrumites are coming. However, there's another piece I'm gonna add to it, because that's just not crazy enough. I think the uh, Lizard League explode stuff is also going to be in that fourth episode. Same episode. I've thought about that too. Mm. Because you got you have you have to have your different planes of action. How do what are yeah. they dealing with while he's in space? Instead and it's going to end with every every guardian dying basically, but they're not actually dead. Uh, and uh, and 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 Rock's getting getting shot in the head and like basically sacrificing himself. Oh my god! I can't wait for that. Please, I get, TJ I cannot TJ. wait. So TJ, if that's that. Do you have an idea for episode seven then? Because my uh, thought was that was seven. So what's the I, what's the big moment? I didn't have I didn't really know about that quote, so I didn't really have enough time to like speculate on that. But again, I knowing Kirkman, I, I I'm willing to bet it's probably like uh you know Debbie's really how Debbie and Art you know get together or, or something like that. Like oh we couldn't do it and this way because of this. Of and Debbie like, and Art getting together. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think that's, I think that's, I don't know, like something like that. Like when you say fan favorite moment, do you, knowing Kirkman and how he talks? No, I know. I know. Do you, right. do you think that it's something like one of the major story arcs of Invincible? Oh. I don't know. So my, my could predictions, or do you want to go first, Bill? Do you want to give yours first? No, 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 no. You can go. This way I okay. can copy like everybody's homework. That's true. You can take, take the best. Of everyone. Greatest hits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, mine are similar, I think, to yours, Ryan. I think that. I feel like in 204, we do have to have like a big action sequence. You have to have a big fight because I feel mm-hmm. like Invincible has established itself that like the the whether it's episode one of season one with Omni-Man killing the Guardians or the finale, like those are the big moments in the show that I feel like people will want to see when the show comes back. So I feel like by episode four, you need to have a fight. So my initial... Oh prediction is that mark gets to the planet finds nolan and then the fight the with the Viltrumites yep. is as it is is episode four like that's yeah. episode four that they have that big hmm. fight and the cliffhanger ending is like mark is basically left for dead and he sees nolan being taken away that that's like the Ooh. you don't that, know what's gonna happen Wyatt, it seems like they're dead yeah, that was gonna good. be my change as well because it doesn't and then go ahead you can and, finish you can... and then i think the second half of it is him getting back with Oliver. You start like, and I agree with Ryan that like the machine exploding angstrom that happens early on in like episode one or two. Mm -hmm. The second four is when like you see angstrom start making moves to then come attack Mark. And I think the seven and eight, like the finale will be that angstrom has come back is like attacking their home. And I think my prediction for the, his quote about episode seven is it's when Angstrom throws Mark into different universes. And Uh because they can't just do specific properties, like, you know, people have speculated about, about Josh Keaton's on the voice cast. So maybe they are doing the, he goes into the Spider-Man universe and that's a thing that happens. Mm -hmm. But that sounds like something that makes sense for the part of his quote that says like, we had to change it for animation. Like there's different rules around animation and what universes he can pop into. So maybe they had other options for, universes he could go into that maybe are other properties that that work licensing wise 
And so he's changing them in that way. Cause that, that sounds right for like a, you know, it is iconic that he went into the Spider-Man universe. That's a thing that like people bring up and people know there's that crossover. So the fact oh that God. that, that could be a thing that he changes. And then episode eight would be him coming back and like, or him getting stranded in the, the universe that looks like the desert and that being sort of like the finale. Yeah. That's what that's is that yeah, what I, your I, prediction I, is. I, I, yeah. one, there's something that you said, Wyatt, that like it was such a cool idea, but I don't even want to say it because it could be true. And I don't want <laughs> to spoil it for people because if this if that, something if that's he already said do, or something no, he like, said off air. As far as no, as far as going into different properties, like it's like a sure thing. I think it's you know? definitely happening for it's sure. It's the boys. You, you think that's it's actually the, not it's, what I was going to say. It's Amazon. Oh. Pri- it's, it's so they have they've Amazon. Pri- like diabolical the animated version of the boys too. That's um, I, that's when what you I was said saying. That, I was like, Ooh, that now I'm really even cool more curious of what that. you're thinking, Ryan. So you it's have really to obvious. You've spoiled plenty of things. All right. Skip ahead five seconds because this might, because I could see them doing this. What's some other geez, beloved, especially to Kirkman animated property. that They also have the voice for transformers. You're right. Peter Collins in the show. It's not Transformers, though. Does they Amazon wouldn't. have the rights to that, though? That, Dude, to the animated? Hasbro. Do they have Is the rights to animated? Between Skybound having the rights to... I don't know if they only have the rights to just the comic. Like, I think it's just the comics. Yeah, you're probably right. Because they, they're not involved with the movies. They even said at San Diego, like, we... Yeah. I mean, they don't you're own right. the movies. No, you're right. It's, but I, I think feel it's like different. the odds of them working with Transformers versus sure. the odds yeah. of them working with Sony yeah. and Spider-Man they also, are way greater. They, they yeah. also do not own Spider-Man, but I think Spider-Man's going to be in it. So I think that's a that's a fair prediction, for sure. I think that'd be cool. Imagine him yeah. going into it, and it looks... It's the style of animation of the 80s Transformers, mm-hmm. and you don't, yeah. Even, yeah. You, you don't even have to see him, but you just hear Peter Cullen again, who they already have yeah. in the mm-hmm. booth. Right. Mm-hmm. That would be great. That would be great. Um, that would be I, so wait, if that's episode seven, what's eight? I think eight is like starts off with Mark maybe taking him into the like desert dimension and him killing him. And then, well, that would be a good cliffhanger for season three of him. That's, being I've said that there. from I've I said that for years that it yeah. should end with him being stranded in that fucking dimension. However, I don't, I don't know what episode eight that. is because I feel like episode eight needs to have a big fight as well that like does kind of rival the Mark versus Nolan fight of season one, and I don't know what that is. I don't know where unless you move other stuff around and like, yeah, I'm not, I got I'm, it. I got it. I got it. Robert Kirkman did say that this season deals with the multiverse and like all that kind of stuff. Shenanigans, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, other than Angstrom in the beginning and then Angstrom sending Mark through portals, the other multiverse thing in Invincible is those characters coming to rescue Mark. So if that happened much earlier, that fits into that theme too. Yeah. Which again then deals into the you know Invincible War with multiverse Marks showing up. Like mm-hmm. that's all the multiverse stuff in the comic. My prediction for season two is pretty much what you guys said. Episode four is absolutely going to end with the the Viltrumites fighting on Mantia. Is that canon or is it Thraxa? Thraxa. Thraxa. I think Mantia was the first name. I think Thraxa was the is the the, and then that's what they stuck with. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that you guys are right. And I, I think that they might actually try to make Angstrom be less of a big deal. Um, as in like, 
he's one and done in the first episode, like that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, and then him coming. And then, oh. and then you never even like think about him again because there's so much stuff going on with Alan, Telestria. Lauren. I think that Thrag is 100% going to be in, in it and they're going to do stuff off world. I think we're going to see less of Mark and more of everybody else in season two that they're going to build a lot of this stuff up. So we're going to see a lot of Telescria. We're going to mm. see a lot of, I think we're not a lot. Do we of get, drag. do we get a entire Alan episode like we did in the comics where it's an entire Alan issue and it's all Telescria and Alan and Talia and maybe even the Viltrumites showing up and fighting him. Yeah. And that, and that could, could, like, introduce, that could so. introduce Thrag. Why not? Why not? Like we have episode eight three. hours of we have eight why hours not? of content. Like I'm building the show, TJ. Why not throw that in there? I don't know. I, it'd be cool, but I just don't think we're gonna get it. I mean, that's I, they, I don't know. Three being all Alan, like it starts just what, like in the comic. What, it starts what with what happens. What? No, so it wouldn't Nolan be gets, Ryan. Gets Ryan, you're away. saying if if it were to happen, it would happen afterwards. They're not gonna do a full Alan episode, and then in the next episode invincible meetup if anything it would be right. invincible sees him you need that shock value uh value of the door opening up and nolan being there and being like holy shit he didn't however, go there for Alan, however for showing how strong the and then the episode after that, that no you, you need and then after dude like he went to thraxa because of science dog he had mm -hmm. no idea that nolan was there yeah. if they do a whole episode of nolan and then the episode where he meets him the shock value is gone so if anything, he would see him, and then there's like a delay, a four week delay, what do you mean, and then episode, episode of Nolan. No, Nolan, Nolan him. will not be shown before Mark sees him in an episode. No. Ryan, you you said maybe that's episode three that they do a whole Nolan episode. If anything, no. would it would be episode five. It is no. what you said. Alan, 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 Alan episode. The whole Alan episode, like they do in the comic, where he goes to um, Telescria and the Viltrumites show up and kill, like rip him apart. So seeing how strong the Viltrumites are before Mark has to go up against him could be pretty cool. But again, what you were oh, saying, okay. TJ, like I thought you were saying, doing, I thought you said Nolan, doing showing a Viltrumites fight in episode three, and then what we were guessing the episode four, I think those are too close together. So I don't know how I would put that unless it's like episode two, and and again, it can't be a all Alan episode then. Yeah, I think mm. we won't get a full Alan so episode just because I feel like comparing an issue to an episode you're typically fitting more into one episode than you would yeah. in one issue like I, mm -hmm. I think we'll get a meaty i could even see like a good chunk of the episode being all alan and then having like bookends of like maybe mark meeting that's the other thing seance dog we're gonna get seance dog instead of yeah, science dog yeah. showing up yeah. to like yep. that'll be really fun um but yeah i could see like bookending it with more stuff that's happening with mark but then giving us a big chunk of alan to sort of world build more of the space elements of everything. Mm -hmm. what, would it there be? Is... Go ahead, Bill. All right, cool. So on top of expounding on characters that we didn't spend a lot of time with in the comic book, what if we spent some time in alternate dimensions with other with Angstrom? We, yeah. Like, what if like, Wyatt predicted, what if, like, what if we get the recruitment? What if we get to see, like, some of that happening? One thing Wyatt said when you were talking about what you predict was, yeah, Angstrom Origin happens in episode one and then he shows up in maybe episode seven ish. But you said before that you see him building up to it. Like, we don't know what that looks like. He really does just disappear, then come back. Yeah. So, like, maybe we do get to see him building up to the attack i know that kind of can take away the element of surprise when he does 
but it would be interesting to see that because yeah. we've seen in the posters and everything else, like all the different versions of him and like maybe he goes to their and, lives. And that line of make him pay for what he did to your world could be another character talking to a version of Angstrom who lives in a world where Mark is more evil. And he's like, hey, you're getting a chance to go somewhere else to like fight this other Mark. Go, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of ways that they could flesh that out more because like you said it is very much angstrom disappears he comes back and we're learning of his plan as mark is but mm-hmm. i think with the show not just being from mark's perspective and and giving us more they could kind of flesh angstrom out a little bit more about like what he's doing where he's going to to plan things i don't know yeah. the reveal is everything though it would have to be really it would have to be misdirection like why is he talking to these other invincibles it can't seem like he's recruiting them to fight mark like it has to be again that's assuming invincible war not even the attack yeah, on yeah. Debbie. but you could plant the yeah that's what i'm saying well, but you could you... plant those seeds that early so that when it does happen you're like oh they fucking really like are you saying for season whole... three bill yeah so you're saying Which you're would not talking conquest. season two. You're not talking season two. You're talking season three. No, I'm talking that you could have He's sprinkles talking, of planting him the seeds of him recruiting the mark with other invincibles. Yeah, at the same time. But I, I think, but even the recruiting would have to come in season three. It wouldn't be season two. If we're Why? if we're agreeing that see if we're agreeing that season two is going to end in the desert or season se- or episode seven is going to end in the desert. Oh, he doesn't do that until after the. The then why would he need together? to recruit? Why would he need to recruit invincibles? Yeah. So would it, same, if we saw any recruiting, reason, it would have to be season three. I guess for the same reason he's sending him to all the other universes to beat him up. But you're you're right. He doesn't really need to. He does throw a line in there that he was um, genetically modified to be stronger. I mean, you could see something like that. Um, so, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a curveball really quick. What if episode seven ends with him getting stranded in the desert? That's what we're, obsessed about with, we're obsessed with yeah. that. What so what though? So then what would eight that's be? What, that's what Wyatt was saying. That's what Wyatt's saying. What do you that's what do you think eight would be, Wyatt? I don't know. That's what that's my issue with that prediction is that I, I feel like there has to be a big fight in some way in episode eight that rivals the first the season, next- that rivals anything they've done in season two up to that point. And I don't know oh, where in to the comic the next that, thing like, to happen after that is the prison ship with no that's, one on it and the prison ship is there because Anissa shows up that's so that's yeah. okay so what if Which it ends ties with nolan the what end if it doesn't the fight with the viltrumites it, on it, it doesn't have to end with a big fight with mark it could end with a big fucking fight with nolan why not yeah it could why not wait what's that fight that you're talking about i don't know no Anissa shows up uh so after the fight on thraxia they arrest Nolan oh, I'm thinking the and, say, I'm, I'm... and they tell him that somebody will be to Earth. A representative will come to Earth soon, and then Anissa could show up at the end of season episode eight, which is fulfilling what he says at the end of episode four. If that's when the fight happens, I'm trying to cram too much stuff into into <laughs> that's the two. the thing is though, like the thing yeah. that I keep coming back to. There's one statement that Kirkman made. That I keep coming back to when it comes to things like that. Like if you're we're saying like Nolan's coming in episode four, then what's one through one, two, uh, and honestly, the rest of episode four. Because if we're saying that 
the cliffhanger is going to be the door opens up and Nolan's there. What's the rest of that entire hour episode going to look like? So you have episode one, two, yeah. three, well, and four. According to you, what's it going to happen? The Lizard League. Right. That's what that's my prediction yeah. is. But uh, or no, it's not my prediction. I just it's my 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 deep seated hope that I get it early. <laughs> uh, but anyways, anyways, the, the the line that I keep coming back to a quote from Kirkman uh, at San Diego Comic Con was when he showed uh, a San Diego Comic Con exclusive look at uh, just a, a, a scene um, from from season two. And it was um, Darkwing and going to and Invincible going to Dark uh, Night uh, Midnight City and all that. Right. So we got that. But he said after we watched the clip that it was a painstaking process scrubbing through season two, trying to find a scene that they can show that doesn't give away more things, which tells me that like he was basically saying like season two is packed with things and they can't yeah. just pull something. So that tells me also that they're not going to do like an Aquarius or an Atlantis episode, like a full episode of just Atlantis. They're not going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. If it's that difficult to pull a scene it's got to be fucking loaded. So what is episode one through three going to look like? And honestly, like even when he comes back to earth, I what else is there again? Until, uh, Angstrom. My one through three is like graduation stuff, going to college, the Angstrom origin, Darkwing, Alan goes to Telescria, the little bit of Atlantis, which could be really short. You got Debbie, Art and Claire. You've got Shapesmith being introduced. Are we going to see Titan? You got Rex, Immortal, Duplicate, Rudy helping Monster Girl, and then William and Rick. But I Those think are all you, things that can right. be done. Is that episode one? Well, you can pull from one, one two, through three. three. Okay, okay. But you can pull scenes from those. I know. I, like, I, I know. know. I don't know. So I have one, a thing, question. one thing. One thing that I mentioned. You go first, CJ. No, go it's ahead. Mine's mine's I, I, I was going. I was. I was going to uh, segue a little bit. So go ahead. There's a couple people we don't see in the poster. You know, Nolan, obviously one of them. We don't see Titan or Battle Beast. Mm -hmm. Do you guys think we see either of them? That was going to be my one of my questions Ooh. was, will we see Battle Beasts in episode in season two? And in if we do, I'm surprised uh, we saw Doc Seismic in the trailer. But that tells me we saw Doc Seismic in the Sequids. That tells me we're going to see their storylines branched. I'm going to say Beast. no Battle Beast or Titan. The next time we see Battle Beast in the comic is when he breaks out of the Viltrumite ship, right? Yep. So I could see them yes. tying that into, and that's all we get. We get Battle Beast mm -hmm. kicking the door down, being like, I want to fight somebody, screams or whatever. And You then mean after the fight off. when they load Nolan in or something? Yes. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Just showing him behind, a, uh, it's like a, you know what, the Batman thing or something, just have another uh -huh. inmate in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Didn't we kind of get that in season one? What was the Battle Beast callback at the, at the very at end, the end of the it was finale? Him, him fighting on, some him alien ship. species. It looked it like, wasn't he was like it wasn't yeah, yeah Viltrumites though. Okay. Um, I don't think. I, I think that they know that if they don't bring back the number one fan favorite of season one, people will riot. He's got to come back in some way. Battle Beast he is going to be in it. And Battle Beast, it's going to be, it, dude, it could be a 10 minute scene where he finds out right. about like Unless... uh, Viltrumites and he goes to like fight him and then that's how he ends up in prison mm -hmm. i think the next time we see battle beast doing something is when he breaks out of the prison ship so if we see battle beast in season one it's because he's being breaking out of the prison ship and that scene yeah. happens which is probably going to be the beginning of season three so i'm with i'm with wyatt all we see is him in the prison cell we wouldn't be we wouldn't I feel get, like we're, we, we we're, wouldn't we wouldn't get that because we would have to see alan heal himself and get bigger no. right no i'm saying when they different... we're, we're saying when they put nolan in the ship you don't see that in the comic not when he breaks out not when he breaks out but when I they put nolan when, when battle beast breaks out which would be in the beginning of season three 
Yes, when Alan's healed and then that whole thing happens. Nolan's on that ship, the prison ship for a while in the comics. Yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah, but the thing is when we when we talk like this and we make predictions, what we're basically doing is we're penning we're penciling <laughs> out what season 2 and season 3 would look like if it was a shot for shot of the comic cuz that's all we have to go off of but like Kirkman a, said we were, we were going to be but much he closer. said that that readers of the comic will get surprises. Oh, yeah. I think Battle Beast comes back in, in some other way. Yeah. I think I, I, that's really what I'm saying. He, th- there's going to be a lot of expounding on characters that we didn't get in the comic book. We're going to get and more. I, I, I bet you we're going to get more of a so Titan. Titans. I say no Titan. Small fry. He's he's fucking he's an earth based. So season three then. Villain. Save him for season three. Skip him yeah. this season. Had probably one. one of the best episodes, by the way. I got by, one. One of the best episodes of season one, and we're saying yeah. small fry. Yeah, but season one compared to the rest of the seasons, people are not gonna rewatch season okay. one. Here's the thing, and, and I also feel like his story. Sorry, TJ. I feel like his no. story kind of I'm not sorry. not finished, but it felt like oh, this was his journey. Now he is this character that exists in the world. But I'm I, if I'm just a show watcher, I'm not going. Oh, what's he gonna do next? When is he gonna try and attack Mark or do something? Whereas all the other plot lines with Nolan, with like everything else feels more like a threat that's going to come back. Whereas no, Titan just feels like he's a mob boss now and he could sort of just exist in the world. Same applies for machine head. Also not in the poster. Yeah, sadly. But I think he can, I could see machine head returning because they they have the, they can do the storyline with Cecil who we haven't mentioned once, but Cecil is going to be hiring villains. Yeah. Which is why Darkwing's in it. So maybe we get to see that he's using Cecil the same way he used Darkwing and um, D.A. Sinclair, who is not on the voice cast. Oh, uh, Donald. Do you think we're going to get? Oh, my God. A return of Donald. Yeah, Donald. We, we, we on are, poster, right? right? He's on the phone. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. that, that could be misdirection. Yeah. That could be misdirection. We, we don't know. He, he's shit. definitely coming he's back. He's definitely back. Yeah. yeah, he's back. But this is what I mean. See how like. There's so much. So they're they're going to spend more time not pulling stuff from the future and, and like how they did with season one, how they put all the flaxes. They're not going to do that. Yeah. I don't think, I think they're just going to show us more of things that we haven't seen Flesh happening at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Like when you, you say that about the flaxons, but flaxons got their own full episode, which I think is equivalent to them having one scene in episode two, one scene out in episode five, one scene in episode seven. I, they just did it all in one episode. So I think it's equivalent. They they got a lot of a lot of stock in season one, um, but I mean like that. Talking about because they need to bring back fan favorite characters, which we're talking about, but they also need to introduce fan favorite future characters too. So it's like, and then it's like, oh no, we'll like we'll push that maybe to season three. But season three, I imagine, is going to be fucking packed, just like season two. So here's a question: Will we get Powerplex? No, no. Ooh, yeah, not no. in any sense. Not in, we will get, not in season three. I think in season three. Season three, we three. will. But that's At what I mean. Are we pushing fight. all these to season three? I think after the season the three is going to be packed. Huh? No, after the conquest fight, it's his him seeing what Invincible has done. It's yeah. it's that whole re- revelation that builds mm-hmm. his character. Yeah. I think we have enough villains. I mean, we've got to. We're, we're revisiting some. We're going to be introduced to new ones, such as Angstrom and you know Doc Seismic's coming back. We're going to. Th- People are going to really know the Lizard League. Yeah, you see them for a second and they name drop them in season one. But like we got to see more of them. And I think that's why we got to see more of them in the Adam Eve special. Because I think Tatiana Maslany is probably going to return as Queen Lizard 
you would to think. King yeah. Lizard. And King Lizard might be trying to like do something, you know, to make her proud or something, which is why he goes on this thing with the nukes and tries to, you know, and wipes out the guardians and everything. So I think they're going to be more of a, a, a villain threat. I mean, Kill Cannon's on the poster too. We might even see Kill Cannon again, and, and, unless that's a reference to just the uh, Atomy of Special. Atomy of, yeah. I, I think what's Wasp. exciting about it too, to, to, to wrap up my like overall predictions, because I feel like my, the way I'm like trying to predict things is that I feel like in any of the first episodes and the last episodes, they have to have like a big moment, a big like action sequence, because that's sort of what season one established right yeah. episode one is omni-man versus the guardians and episode eight is that big fight like that's where the big action happened but even as i'm trying to do that of like plugging in where there are fights in the comic omni-man versus the guardians was not a big fight that was not a big you know it was a mystery when you read the comic, but it wasn't a like this is a thing that people are going to talk about like this big giant thing they can take little moments from the comic that happened and maybe Nolan and Alan do break out of the Viltrumite ship and they make that a thing. You know what I mean? Where it is much more than it they was. They could also in move it up. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I, I, yeah. I, Wyatt, the reason why, like that's the formula that the first season followed is because there wasn't really much to, to use from, had to pull from, yeah, from volume one. Yeah. So like, <laughs> like I think, I don't think it's going to be the same volume dude, or the same like formula. I think that season two, I think is going to be for lack of a better word or term action packed. I think it's going to be way more hero stuff, way more of that and, crazy fucking action. I, and what I have, think you were they, saying all these character t time too, like they've yeah, got yeah. so much character work to do with all these characters that we all love and want to see more now. Yeah. If they throw all this action into season two, that they're not taking anything away from what they could do in season three, season no. four, season five. Yeah. They could do all this crazy shit. They could do the prison break in season two. I think it would be fucking nuts. I don't really know how they would do that unless Alan gets fucked That's... up in like episode two and then comes back in like, right. and then the prison break could be episode eight. It could, it could be. That would be fucking sick. Oh. <gasps> What if they did that? What if they did the what if they did the prison break in episode eight? And that's when fucking Battle Beast comes out. Yeah. 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 And Angstrom was episode seven. Yeah. Ooh. But I mean, what's Mark doing in eight? It doesn't matter. He's stuck. Doesn't so matter. He's stuck. He's stuck in the dimension. Oh, he's stuck wandering the around the desert talking to himself. Yeah. God, that's good. Woo! Yeah. Woo! I oh, like how man. we all gave our predictions and Bill's like nodding along but bill's own prediction made him go <gasps> no i'm feeling it i'm feeling i'm feeling either that. way all of these like every it. single thing we said is like fuck, i'm so excited for season two now like yeah, this is it really is no matter what one of us is. has to be right we did we there was a lot out there There's, yeah again unless, the, unless the, everything we said is in the first half I, again the, episode one <laughs> the fact that the, the the fact that we got that added piece of it's two parts and you're going to need a break after yeah. episode four. Yeah. Significantly give, gives us a significant amount of information to speculate on. Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah. It, it does without change that, predictions without that. It's kind of up in the we'd air. Be wild. Yeah we'd, yeah. we'd be wildly wrong, but um, cool. All right. yeah. So that is our predictions on season two. Um, I think we have some, Oh, you know what? No, it doesn't. Cause I have another question regarding that. When 
do you think will we we will get the next four episodes of season two? February, mid February, beginning of February. Changed it already, Bonville. You said you said first week of January. I, <laughs> I think you said the second week of January. Oh, I did say that. No, 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 no. The the oh. I was probably we're, high we're assuming it's going to be a Friday, right? Because they've consistently done. Yeah, Fridays. I'm looking at the calendar yeah. now. I was. I'm going to say March first. Oh, yeah. March first, Wyatt. How dare you? It better not be, or I'm going to be mad at you, dude. Yeah. If they bring so March first, and then it would end at the end of March or the beginning of yeah. April, right? Yeah. And then we would have April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. Another eight months. Step. That feels better. And then again, if they are, which I this hasn't been confirmed in any way, but if they are trying to set up a cadence of like first half of a season in the fall and then the second half of it in the beginning, obviously you want that gap to be shorter in the mid season. You want those to be closer to each other, but the more it is spaced out, not only gives them more time to like finish up animation on those four episodes, but it also makes it less of a gap between the end of season two and when they could be starting season three. And I'm just also, I feel like constantly trying to temper my expectations. So like wherever I think it's going to be, I typically, okay, what's two weeks after that? Like what's, what's a little bit later. Yeah. I'm prepared for mid February, but I could see that. What if I told you, like, remember the poster, duplicate the date was in there remember mark's watch said january 22nd 22nd 122 what if i told you that was a friday Mm. that would have been cool but it's not a friday which is unfortunate because then they would have had both dates in the poster that would have been funny (laughs) ryan they have never that's the uh, anniversary of course they haven't released something though when when what was the release date of season one You predicted it. Tell me. I know. March twenty second. March March twenty eighth. March twenty eighth, which was the Earth. last. Yeah. The last. Oh, I so I guess it could be. I guess it could be any time. I just. I just don't think that putting it in the middle of a month. I I also don't think right. we'll know the date until the end of episode four. Agree. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we might. I don't think. I, I was gonna. I don't even think. I think it's gonna that. be I, invinci- I think... invincible. Will will return on. I hope that's how the finale is going to end. I don't think I hope, but I think there's a 50 50 chance we even see the date at that point because they might like keep it close to their chest until a month or so out. Yeah, I could see that. But yeah, we'll see. I'm so so So, what uh, date are we saying? Why it said March? I said March 1st, February 2nd. That's what I was saying. Or February 16th. February 2nd. I'll go 16th, right right in the middle. You know what? Fuck it. You know what? Wait a minute. Pizza bet. We'll send you. We'll order a pizza for you. You know what? I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the second one. I'm gonna go with the second week of January. Ooh, nice. That would be January 12th. I'm just gonna. You're right, TJ. I'm gonna stick with my original prediction. TJ, that's crazy. I don't think it's optimistic um, because we're getting all of December off, pretty much. Right. My original prediction was january 26th was my original prediction i'm pushing it a week to february 2nd but i i think it's going to be around that time i don't think yeah, they're going to we're all we're all roughly the reason, two weeks apart the reason why i don't think it's going to be a massive is because they're not doing it as they're not presenting it as invincible season one part one season two part one or invincible two, season yeah. two part two that well, makes we'll me see. think it's not going to be massive. not too late to do that though they could it's do not, that as it, as it gets closer not. yeah 
but they might like stranger things has, has done that and it hasn't yeah. even been that big of a you know what i mean so we'll see so, uh but yeah so send us uh send us your thoughts um of course as we get closer and man once we see that first full-length trailer everything's out the window yeah. but we'll have plenty of uh time to talk about that too yeah speaking of talking about that we have some emails uh bill i think you have an email do you want to start us off i do let me get to the right thread here okay so this is from scotty uh hey invincible podcast crew glad you liked your experience experience at san diego comic-con the skybound and nether realm announcements were all i really paid attention to gotta say omni-man looked great in mortal Kombat, but i must say what the hell did nether realm do to ermac he's so unrecognizable standing between <laughs> omni-man and quan chi oh this is mortal Kombat stuff yeah ermac is a, okay. a mortal Kombat character got it i think the train uh bit would be would have to be a stage or fatality or stage transition. I don't see that being a fatality specifically for Omni-Man. I think punching a hole in someone's gut and chopping an opponent's head off are the Omni-Man fatalities. I think at least those. At least those. Um, I also the... think, not to derail, sorry. I also think you got to have an ending screen. Uh, that is funny. He's yeah. got to have the ending screen of him telling you to think right oh yeah he's gotta do yeah. the meme where like when he beats you he's gotta do the whole like thing or like, even just the walking up transition be like yeah you know think reptile mm -hmm. yeah uh this is a long email by the way so i'm gonna i'm gonna zip through uh as for the invincible and energon universe announcements they really excited me that season two trailer was phenomenal and that bit of omnipotence prime as oh sorry i i optimus <laughs> prime as status uh peter cullen at the end was so perfect. I also love the Cobra Commander number one and Duke number one covers as uh, and seeing Robert Kirkman talk passionately about G.I. Joe and Transformers makes me excited for the Energon universe and wish someone with that kind of passion was in charge of those properties on the film and TV front instead yeah. of Lorenzo D. Bon Bonaventura. Hmm. When Kirkman said he wasn't going to spoil what comes after Cobra Commander, is he talking about more G.I. Joe titles or are there more Hasbro properties in the Energon universe like Rom, the Space Knight and Mask? I think Cobra Commander and Duke are um, short runs. Like I think they're yeah. like six issue they're runs or something like that. I think what they're referring to is like these things are going to collide into other, you know, titles that are going to be more together and in the mm -hmm. latest letters column for void rivals three they do reference mask and rom so we'll see wh hmm. whether or not they bring yeah. those in uh i loved the atomy of special it gives a real insight into eve's tragic backstory and really makes you empathetic to her character this is especially well done in the moments when eve watches her brothers die as well as her parents die in the lab then to come home to foster parents who don't really appreciate her and eat her cake so bad he didn't say that uh, especially her foster dad an issue spot oh so then moving on um an issue spotlight i'd like you guys to do is for issue 21 because i'm a huge fan of batman and the issue spoils uh that issue spoils me with batman references from midnight city looking just like gotham city and batman mm -hmm. the animated series it does uh i also love how hum humorously invincible handles that situation with the second dark wing uh sincerely yeah. scotty that's a good one wow that is a good one I'd you like know when that, that one. it does really look like the because we saw the clip um mm -hmm. the the midnight city and it looked yeah. a lot like batman animated series i didn't even yes. make that connection yeah. 
Mm-hmm. The red so sky cool. and everything. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, I've got Ryan. one. Okay, okay, Ryan. Ryan? Yeah, I've got one here from Guillermo. <laughs> hey, guys. When you mentioned Sterling was going to be the voice of Angstrom Levy, I jumped out of my chair and yelled, the dentist from Brooklyn Nine-Nine? <laughs> Sterling appears in one episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, season five, episode 14, where the entire episode main character Jake is interrogating him because he's the suspect in a murder. I think Sterling's performance perfectly encapsulates Angstrom's personality. He's intelligent, arrogant, and shows how dark his portrayal can be. If you haven't mm-hmm. seen it, I highly recommend it, if only to imagine how Angstrom will come to life on the show. Thanks, guys. Love the podcast. I will be watching that episode out of context. Yeah, I'm going to watch it too. Sterling came out amazing. Uh, I've seen Sterling the first Brown- like, season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and really loved it and just kind of yeah. fell off and never got back to it. But I will go and find that episode specifically. I have watched right. Brooklyn Nine-Nine and it is awesome. It's 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 so it's like, you it's know like what he's talking about? we talk about. No, I don't. So I want to go wow. back because I probably didn't know who he was. Like I knew him from This Is Us, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Uh, but yes, for sure, I'll be going back to rewatch that episode. And you, Brooklyn Nine Nine is a show you can watch completely out of context. Yeah, too, I so. know. I've it, seen it, I've seen random episodes, and yeah. I appreciate him calling out the exact uh, the episode number, so it's easy totally. for us to to find it too. So, nice. uh, Wyatt, you have an email? Yes, I have one from Owen Sailor. Uh, So he says, hello, members of the Invincible podcast. It's been a while since I've written in an email for you guys to read on the episode. Not by choice, mind you, but because I keep forgetting to send one in. Anyway, at the time of me writing this email, I just watched your episode talking about the Adam Eve special that released on Amazon a couple of days ago. And I really enjoyed it, both the special and your episode talking about it. My favorite part of the special was, without a doubt, the opening with the Guardians and the Lizard League and the fight with Eve on the bridge. Really makes me want to check the Invincible Universe compendium to see the comic version of this story. My favorite parts of the episode discussion was Bill yelling about the cake and sympathizing with, I'd argue, is the worst character in all of Invincible. (laughs) That being Eve's dad. (laughs) We tried to tell him. We tried to tell him he's on the wrong side. And another moment where TJ has to quell Bill and his wrongness. No offense, Bill. You're still a pretty cool dude in my eyes, but you happen to be wrong sometimes. <laughs> Not about the cake. Not a, he didn't do anything wrong. He just fucking had sex with cake. <laughs> anyway, that brings me to my question. Besides the inevitable follow-up special that will adapt Adam Eve and Rexplode miniseries, which TJ yes. is no doubt praying for as he is oh the my biggest God. Rex fan, which Invincible character would would like to see this get type of treatment would you like to see get this type of treatment where we get an entire special episode dedicated to fleshing out their backstory much love owen sailor so i'll, I'll stop first. there he he continues on with a ps but let we can talk about that first what are our thoughts on if you were besides the rexplode possible special in between seasons what is another character that you would hope for to get its own adam eve type special episode tether time Mark. Monster Girl. Oh, that's an easy one too because it exists. Ooh, kind of so good. That would be a good one. Yeah. Anyone was... which also happened in the first compendium, all the Secret Origin episodes. You also got the duplicate one, which was pretty cool. The one yeah. I'm gonna say the first thing that jumps to mind for me is one that we wouldn't get like for a decade or until like very much later into the show is Tara. Like oh. I, I would love to get a. Yeah. Even if it is before the end of the series and it is maybe just even her as a, you know, young kid, like growing up and having these parents. Kind of like, like the Groot. 
Was it yeah, animated? Yeah, yeah exactly. Episodes oh, of Disney Plus, like short Terra episodes of her just uh-huh. being a little kid. I would love that. I, I love would. Um, oh my god, that would be right? amazing. <laughs> that would be so amazing for me. Obviously, outside of Rex, um, Cecil, I think would be cool. Ooh. Oh, you're right. He has that cool yeah. flashback. Too. And Brit. Ah, yeah. pick one that doesn't exist, though, TJ. You have to pick one that doesn't exist in comic book form. Why? I don't yeah, know. Well. <laughs> <laughs> because you like, that, it, like, I want to know because Tether Tyrant, like, where did his fucking, where did the thing come yeah. from? Where did he, like, you know what I mean? What's that thing? Because cool. we know about it. You know what I mean? Where? does that thing have a backstory you know what not tether tyrant i want to know about the tethers just the tethers yeah it it ends with him receiving it somehow so what if the tether is somehow related to the blue spaghetti monster like what if they're the same species battle beast (laughs) yeah battle beast would be cool how did he become and that makes sense like like you know like he's such a popular character that would easy to sell that uh, Owen okay. Owen also says, "P.S. If you're looking for a potential issue spotlight to tackle for an episode, I might suggest Marvel Team Up 14, aka the greatest crossover in all comics history, where Invincible teamed up with Spider-Man, and it was written and drawn by Robert Kirkman and Corey Walker, respectively, the co-creators mm-hmm. of Invincible. In all seriousness, I do think this is an issue that is worth discussing, especially if the moments where Mark makes fun of Peter and the rest of the Marvel Universe Oof. and how their naming conventions are kind of ridiculous. Owen, oh, I got a surprise for you." Go check out episode 72 of the Invincible Podcast. We did a whole episode about this issue. Um, Went through it uh, at the time, why it wasn't with us, but the three of us talked all about uh, that issue in depth and reread it and discussed it. It was a good time. Might have to feel like. Just keep in mind that, like, we're not great podcasters now, but the further you go back in our catalog, the worse we get. So, and we weren't video back then. So, just keep that in mind. You're such a pessimist. I think that we were great. By 72, we were. were You always think you're great, Bill, but. Because I I am great, TJ. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say by 72, we were fine. I think the first 25 were. were Yeah, that was rough. Uh, I have an email from uh, our friend Jack, uh, and it just says Jack, uh, but I think his last name is Penfield. Um, Are you making so, that up? Where are you pulling that? No, from? it was. Just, it like, was I it just was think like, his... it was like in the sub name of the of the email. So uh, okay. Jack Penfield, um, he says, "Hi guys. First of all, just wanted to say that I'm looking forward to Mortal Kombat One to being able to play as Omni Man and Homelander too. But anyways, a few things." What did you guys think of Void Rivals 2 and 3? Personally, I'm enjoying it so far, and as of sending this, have just picked up Void Rivals 3 and looked through it, and it looks great. But anyways, for an issue spotlight, I'd... I'd by the way, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Void Rivals, just our quick thoughts in a minute, so we'll get to that as well. Um, but anyways, for an issue spotlight, I'd have to... It'd have to be 133, uh, as it was the first issue I was able to get my hands on, but also the fact that it was all, that it has Oliver's funeral in the issue mm-hmm. with Mark lashing out at Alan after finding out he knew about Oliver and Thrag and having Eve be the one to stop the fight um, between Alan and Mark, just showing off her connection to Mark and her strength at the same time but also due to it being the first issue of the end of all things allows it to start placing the pieces 
for the final war and having that final panel of Alan just tied it all together for me in my, in my opinion. What do you guys think? Also, uh, on Spotify, there's an Invincible soundtrack playlist made by a Ryan uh, with your logo. So I was wondering for a while, Ryan, did you create the playlist? Anyways, can't wait for Mortal Kombat 1 and Season 2. Ryan, did you make the playlist? Yes, that is that yeah, is me on Spotify. Yep. Yeah, that was one of the things I was so excited about during Season 1. Um, we got the, the screeners for Season 3 or for season one episodes episodes, one through three and i was like oh my gosh i can't wait so i made the playlist of uh, because i wanted to listen to all those songs and then once the episodes were live i made the playlist live and then just was always looking forward to the new songs from the new episodes to add to that playlist because i you know we've talked about it at length love the soundtrack to the show can't wait for season two uh issue 133 was great oh and and i added the adam eve ones to the bottom of that i'm just going to keep going instead of making like a season two and i think i'm just going to make it all invincible animated songs mm-hmm. uh, i i do think uh issue 133 was great i loved uh like you know every everything that happened with the funeral everything you called out like that's a that's a great issue that's that's a great spotlight as well mm-hmm. that also features the mark and eve's marriage right their wedding i yep. think it does it, it's yeah. very quick but it just like jumps mm-hmm. to yeah. that i think before all the craziness of that arc starts yeah. that isn't that, that when like Mark and Alan, like their relationship was just never the same after that, wasn't it? I mean, there wasn't much comic to be had, but wasn't that kind of like a turning point for their relationship? A little bit. They have a huge fight in it where they kind of remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Things are finally said. And yeah, Yeah. I think it didn't really set in for me that their relationship wouldn't heal until like the end. And when he and Mark have that conversation where he's like, you know, we're not, I'm not going to fight you, but we're not like, I'm not forgetting all the things that happened. And right. Yeah. Um, uh, that was also the issue. I want to say that was 25 cents and I bought a bunch. <laughs> like, I, was oh, it yeah. or was that issue 18 or 118? Was that 25 I, cents? Because I have a bunch of those issues. So I have to assume it was because I gave, yeah. I gave my comic shop like 20 bucks and I was like, nice. buy a bunch and give them out to people. I remember I wrapped some Christmas presents that year and some nice. So yeah. All right. Um so you know I I think everybody that wrote in um all four of those emails had uh who they w- what issue they would do as their uh almost um, yeah their issue spotlight um which was cool to see but uh we have our official um in issue spotlight which comes to us from Travis. Travis. Travis sent it to us so thank you travis i'm gonna play the clip right now for everybody we don't we haven't watched this yet we have no idea which issue travis picked did he pick 133 that'd be funny uh but we're gonna find out so we're gonna mute ourselves and watch it on our own device here i'll play it for everyone else and here we go hey invincible podcast pals my name is travis i'm an avid listener of your podcast and i guest starring your podcast a couple of years ago which was wonderful um this is my video for the issue spotlight and my issue that i would like to spotlight is issue 111. sadly i don't have the actual issue what i did back in the day was i did graphic novels i waited six months and then bought them so it was fun but i picked this issue for one main reason first off let's go through the the issue itself quickly mark gets back from the alternate reality gets dumped by eve and then has a traumatic event and then after that he still has to stop robot 
He goes to the Pentagon where he confronts Robot with Cecil and this moment surprised everybody. It's not my favorite moment, but it surprised everybody where Cecil dies. I mean, Cecil was a great character. He was a hero, he was a villain, he was a villain. It just phenomenal. But watching him die was horribly, horribly awesome. After that, Mark goes to Eve's house, because that's where Robot is, and then we're introduced to Robot's new armor, which is just so menacing looking. It's so great. Then the greatest moment in this issue is when Mark hits it, and then it makes that sound, that doom, and then Robot begins to explain why it says that. Let's close that up. Sorry about that. While I've been able to increase the strength of this suit, I knew it would be impossible to construct armor you could destroy. I fashioned the armor from volcanic-tempered titanium alloy I created, which I believe to now be the strongest metal on Earth. But I knew that wouldn't be enough. So I fashioned all the panels to the exact angles needed to produce a high-pitched tone upon impact that can be deadly to Viltrumites. If you hit me hard enough, it could kill you. Then Mark hits him. Okay, I see. Okay, see for yourself if you don't believe me. And then just that moment, that moment right there, just locked it in for me that Robot was going to be a phenomenal villain, even though he really wasn't a villain. But that's addressed later on. This was like a classic Doctor Doom, Dark Side, Baron Zemo monologue. And then of course after that, you know, he rips off Eve's leg, and then she destroys the head, and they escape. And and then of course the the robot picks up the head goes to the door, and then Robot himself is just like, he's flustered. He's like, ah, I wasn't ready for this. I should have killed him. Okay, well, I gotta get going. Let the slaughter begin. And then it kicks off the whole Robot invasion. And it's it's just a wonderful issue. It's the beginning of the the reign of Robot. Uh, I think this is a great issue. The, mo the monologue moment is what makes an issue good for me. What do you guys think? And I pose a question. Who's smarter, and who would win in a battle of wits, robot or dinosaurs? Keep podcasting, and I'll keep listening. Thanks, guys. Can I start? What a mean Can, question what? to pose. I just, just want to, I just want to, without, without getting to the question, uh, the final a couple space. things I want to call out. Bill always has to be the one, doesn't he? Yeah. Go ahead, Bill. I wanted Talk to say it, it, too. No, go ahead. <laughs> No, you can you can take it. The final space shirt is amazing. Obviously, yeah. Bill and like I, I think all four of us love yeah. final True. space. Uh, the other thing I want to call out is the sound effect that he made was on point. That it was we, so like, good. It was so did good. He, did he go like this and vibrate his voice too? It was I don't so know how he did. No, it was it was it was very good. I also love how he was like. This happened, and then this happened, and this happened. Um, robot rips off his leg, and he just like yeah. scrolling. I was like, that was such a because before that, I'm like, oh, it's his favorite moment when he rips off his leg, but it, it didn't. It ended up being that yeah. moment where he punches him, and then it's like, yeah, Eve's leg, and it, mm -hmm. that was cool. I do feel yeah. like we should reach out to him anytime we're doing an issue spotlight just to do the onomatopoeia for us. Just to be like, <laughs> we need to hear his crackacoom. We need to hear all of his, you know. It was good. Uh, very, very well said. Um, that was a great uh, first ever uh, official um, fan made uh, issue spotlight. So thank you, Travis, for that. So yeah, let's uh, let's get into his question. Who? I'll, I'll pose this to uh, to. I'm going to give it to Bill first. 
because you're a big Dinosaurus fan, but I mean, Rex is just so smart. So who do you think would win in a battle of wits, robot or Dinosaurus? I'm just trying to think. Had Dinosaurus not allowed himself to be beaten by Mark, how much more he could have done. Um, I think robot has the upper hand in that he can, he has, he has more processing power. Like he can control multiple things, do multiple things at once while playing a video game. And like, you know, he doesn't necessarily have to use, if he were to use all of his brain power in just one situation, I think, unfortunately he would be able to beat dinosaurs in a, in a, in a battle of wits. And I'm not happy to admit that, but I'm I, trying to be logical here. I think that dinosaurs and the way his story ends shows that he had more morals than than robot. Like he recognized in himself, oh, I could keep going and I could keep taking over, but at a certain point, like I'm I'm becoming corrupt in this way and what I'm doing is wrong and takes himself out of the equation. So, yeah, it's hard to say if he didn't have that, if he had the same sort of drive that Robot has where he just fully believes that he is the answer and can fix these things at whatever cost. I think he could have, you know, continued to go farther. Like, he he very much outsmarts Mark and a lot of the other heroes when he's doing all of the stuff in his, like, Death of Everyone arc. And it it's only because he kind of allows himself to get beaten that he does stop, so... Yeah, there's it's yeah. it's very interesting to think about what how far could he have gotten had he not taken himself out of it and just been like robot and been like, no, I am going to take over and fix the problems with the world the way that robot does and and keep going. I think he probably could have gotten just as far as robot did, because mm -hmm. robot does, to his credit, get to the point where he has fully essentially taken over the earth and is working with Nolan and the other hero heroes to fight off the, the invasion technicians from the who fix. Yeah. The technicians, technicians yeah. like he is now protecting yeah. earth. Even like, I, I, I think there's an argument to be made that robots smarter because he does it. Like he succeeds. Like the point of his story and Mark and them leaving is that like, it's a story where the villain won and he has taken over earth and, and everything. So I think, yeah. I agree with both of you guys. I think Robot is would would win in a battle of wits. Um, I think if you gave both of them the task to make the world a better place, Dinosaurus would win. I think Dinosaurus would be better at the macro, like big picture things, mm -hmm. whereas Robot is better at a million small things, which leads to him messing up and doing yeah. some of those things very poorly. Um, and ultimately, his ego would get in the way and he would end up you know his charge. his need but dinosaurus to, yeah i think the two of them together could have done wonders because i think dinosaurus's idea for how to make the world a better place and robots intelligence on how to go about uh, orchestrating mm -hmm. that and logistics of doing that would have been amazing but um yeah i was gonna say i think dinosaurus kind of inspired robot um to like, okay, so this villain had this idea that decimated a city, but now we're utilizing this and it's actually working. Like the whole reason why Mark wanted to join him too. But then yeah. I, I didn't say that because in one of the issues, Robot Rudy is still in the tank. And he's like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I have thought about like that kind of thing happening. So his, what I was saying is like, when did Robot know that he was going to do this? And it was from the very beginning. 
and he wasn't inspired by dinosaurs. So, yeah. TJ, what do you think? I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah, I I mean, of of course, I think robot for everything that you guys said. I I think that he's, um, he his I don't know like. Dinosaurus has like the brute strength, but I mean, look what Robot was able to accomplish. I mean, with the entire Robot army and just like, and, and it 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 expanded out to more than just Earth. You know, he Robot played a, a big part in just everything that was going on uh, in the story, and just I, I don't know. I, I I think if it came down to like if I give Robot one week and Dinosaurus one week to plan to kill each other. I think robot would come out on top. I don't know now. I don't know now because robot, I think is a better planner. Dinosaurus. I disagree. Dinosaurus. When he went in and was working uh, like on the Viltrum ship, like he used that time to get all that information on Viltrumites and then instantly fucking created a way to stop them to beat Viltrumites. I think I agree with TJ in that robot would win. Oh, oh I thought that was, started, really I thought was a dramatic long pause. I'm back. I'm back. I froze. I said, I think I'm agreeing with TJ. And then I was like, oh, no, that's going to be the last thing they heard. Um, is, that, is that it? Is that the, the end of the sentence? Yeah, that's it. I disagree with TJ. Um, no, but I, I agree that I think Robot would win, if only for the fact that all of like Robot's plan when he took over was more ruthless than dinosaurs dinosaurs was always like i have a thing that i need to do that's going to better the world and i need to make sure i stop all the people who are going to try and stop me yeah but robot was like okay i have the same thing i'm going to make the world a better place i need to kill all the people who are going to try and stop me and just get rid of them and i'm just gonna cut all these loose threads just in case He's much more like ruthless and doesn't care about like if people need if people are in the way of the plan, they're going to die because we need to get rid of them. Like, so I think that would make the difference in that robot would just find a way to kill dinosaurus, whereas dinosaurus would maybe not have that same like ruthless spirit. He still does, though. It's it it is it is just layers of an onion like there are. Yeah. Dinosaurs. I think you're right. Dinosaurus's weakness in this is that he does have a little bit more morality than yeah. robot does because robot is disassociated. He's a psychopath. He doesn't feel emotion like how other people do. And I think that that is what makes, that's what gives him the upper hand because dinosaurus yeah. is still empathetic to your point and has more morals. So yeah, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not happy about it. I'm fucking not happy about it, but what a terrible question to ask. That's great. What a terrible it. fucking question. Could have been a whole episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Again, thank you again, Travis, for that was a very good yes. uh, so issue spotlight. The, we started a few weeks ago doing this issue spotlight thing where at the end of every episode, we have this segment where each of us are going to discuss a favorite issue or an impactful issue or just an issue we really want to share um, out of context and go over it and give our thoughts, just like what Travis did. Um, and then after each of us do, we open it up to the community. And so someone gets to send theirs in. So four months from now, we'll be doing this again, um, or I guess five months, but whatever. So we'll, uh, if you've got one that you really want to talk about, be sure to send that video in when we ask for it. In the meantime, uh, the next few episodes, we're going to go back to giving ours. And I think, Wyatt, you're up first. Yeah, it was when we ask for it. It should, be, it should be me next. So I got to start deciding which one i want to do right listen if you guys want to send us videos of you doing your own issue spotlights whenever you want to go ahead and do it yeah we got 144 issues yeah why the fuck not 
Yeah. They don't expire. We can we can bank some videos and then who knows? Yeah. It'll just it'll yeah. pop up. And then when That's I true. forget to do it, I'll just watch one of those and steal it as my own. Oh my god. <laughs> the real reason comes out. <laughs> Bill's like watching his phone being like, the issue the, I chose then... was <laughs> um yeah, long time so... listener. I mean uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so just to get into, I mean, we have three issues now of Void Rivals. Um, have you guys read all three issues? And if so, what are your thoughts so far? Uh, Wyatt? Uh, I have read all three issues. Yeah, issue two came out right as we were all going to San Diego. And then issue three just recently came out. Um, I'm still really enjoying it. I feel pretty similar to how I felt in reading the first issue, where there are still throughout each issue, there have been like references to characters that exist in, I assume, Transformers and G.I. Joe in that universe that I know if I were a fan of those properties, I would probably be like popping for those moments and being excited that like, oh, this is tying into it. And so I I do still have that feeling of like, am I am I not getting as much out of this as, you know, fans of that universe? However, I will say that the main relationship between Derek and Salila is so consistently at the forefront and is developing in such a interesting way and in such a quick way where they are like they are close to each other now already in the third issue and are having to deal with what that means and how they're going to handle that going forward in the future like that is is super cool to me and and super interesting and the art continues to be incredible issue two has a bunch of like kind of backstory about the mm-hmm. sacred ring being built around the black hole and Lorenzo's artwork of that, like slowly happening over time mm-hmm. is so cool looking. It's like, it's some of my favorite art that Lorenzo has done too. So even just for that, I'm, I'm loving getting each new issue and I'm excited to see where the relationship between Derek and Salila goes forward. Yeah. There was a really cool uh, moment in issue three that solidified Salila as a like, awesome character that like came out of left field. I'm like, Oh, there's even more here. Like, you know, when you start to think, okay, yeah. So there's these similarities, you see this, uh, you know, relationship. And I don't mean that in a romantic way, but this relationship between these two starting to form and there's something, there's some tension between them. And then you find out there's this thing about Zalila that was really cool in issue three. Um, but yeah, again, the art's stunning. I love seeing the different ships, even their little makeshift rocket that they ride, yeah. seeing the asteroid, the rocketoid, you know, this mm-hmm. cool ship. And, uh, and then of course the, this like spiral looking ship in the background and then the new ship they get at the end, like, um, Lorenzo's doing some really great work on the, on the ships and everything too. But yeah, once again, seeing these characters that I know are somewhat Transformers characters, I, I, I think the one creature in three is in the Transformers movie, um, but uh yeah uh, i'm I'm still really digging it it feels a lot like i still have i still feel uh a lot of similarities between oblivion song because it's like you got this um you know new world with new rules and new languages and all these different things on top of lorenzo's 
you know, artwork. So I still get yeah. a lot of those vibes when it comes to like how the story is progressing, but bundled with this, like totally still feels like a eighties cartoon, you know, yeah. like these mm -hmm. random things. It's, it's pretty fun. I'm enjoying mm -hmm. it. Yeah. So? I really, I really liked, I'm liking everything. I would say that I liked issue two, probably the least out of the first three. Mm -hmm. Um, first one i liked the most and then this the issue three i liked a, a whole lot um just because it's the pacing of it was spectacular i thought that it was really great yeah. it didn't like keep them in one spot for too long and really kind of like drag it out um i do believe that that was probably scorponok like one of the the scorpion i don't know i don't know do you think, it, do you think it was a transformer I, it, it 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 looked was, robotic I Hard to tell. I did, of course, think that when I saw it. I don't know enough about Transformers. I don't know if Scorponok is only based off of uh, a Earth-based design or if he was that alien thing that looks like a Scorpion-based design. So I totally can see that being it. Um, but that I was about to say, I was surprised at how little tr Transformers references we have gotten since mm -hmm. that first one. But yeah. at the same time, still excited about that because it is yeah. its own thing. If that is a Scorponok reference, totally totally cool. yeah um, it does make the, me wonder every time we get like those new characters that i can tell are from different universes the interview that we did with lorenzo uh where he was talking about how he's had to like look up and research different characters to and how to draw them and he said specifically that some of these characters the design is so ugly that he doesn't know like how to even approach it at first <laughs> so every time a new character would come out i was like is this one he was talking about? Yeah, yeah. Is this the ugly character yeah. that he was having a hard time with? So there's the one creature that helps them escape that has tentacles and like an alien head and then is floating. And then mm -hmm. obviously the pig stone looking creature that kidnaps mm -hmm. them. They all, correct me if I'm wrong, they all feel like 80s like oh, yeah. characters, like yeah. 80s toys or 80s cartoons. Like they really do feel like they fit in that old retro design Definitely. kind of era. Um but yeah, and that one spiral ship, Ryan, that you're talking about, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I thought of, I pictured it flying in my head. Yep. Like that it would be flying like a corkscrew or like, yes, totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that just gives Lorenzo credit for his design to where you can like sit there and imagine like yeah. how something would propel itself. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I can't wait to see how I, I want to know more about this conspiracy theory about the two races and cause yeah. they even said, you know, at I think it's like, going to be really, I mean, yeah. it's going to be a turning point, obviously, with how it's they were like, end. obviously, there's people on both sides that know this. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. and, and and then she was like, well, we got to be careful. And it's like, well, they wouldn't be too popular once they're exposed, but you don't really. So I, lo I just love that kind of dialogue. Like they're talking yeah. about, like, should we expose it? Should we not? Is it going to make things worse? Is it going to make things better? Is peace good? Is peace bad? So yeah. It's, yeah. it's good. Yeah. The fact that it's getting into that it is doing this like 1980s morning cartoon type of vibes, but also it's like you said, it's telling a story about two, you know, two races that are very much prejudiced against each other and how that is being intentionally tailored by somebody like that, that is being that they're being lied to in a way. And that that's a very like kind of much more mature and kind of deep topic to be getting into compared to just like, look, it looks like an eighties cartoon type mm -hmm. of adventure. So that is the stuff, like you said, that's really exciting to me and having Derek and Salila's relationship be like a great vessel to tell that story is really cool. 
yeah, I'm really liking it so far. I think it's very different story-wise, uh, character building or character-wise than what Kirkman has normally done because I think Kirkman um, is, is typically in his main titles very like family-based. Like Invincible is a, a story about father and son. Outcast, father and daughter. Oblivion Song is brothers. Like even Walking Dead was about like a full a whole family. Like a, a destroyer character. is about grandpas and. I mean, yeah. Uh, so yeah, and he was actually. You said yeah, that joke. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, about, yeah, no, yeah. But uh, yeah. So, um, but this is very different than that, and I really like the character building between the two of them, like starting out hating each other, and then they're 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 starting to like each other, and they're working together, and they're building plans together, and everything. I really like the like kind of what what uh, Bill and Wyatt talked about. Um, like, there's something bigger going on, and and both sides have to be aware, but. You know, we don't know exactly what or why uh, it's happening. And it it reminds me of a show that Ryan and Bill still, still need to watch. Uh, Wyatt and I watched it called Silo. And it, it, it's like, what is happening? What the, yeah. and why, yeah. why yeah. Uh, you guys need to watch that. But um, that yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. And I really, really like the, uh, these two characters. So we'll see. So yeah, more to come on that. And we'll talk more about, um, uh, Void Rivals going forward. I think Transformers is coming out soon. We'll see if that ties yep. in at all. I'm sure it does. That's another thing. I really like like what Wyatt said. Like there are calls to Transformers and to other things, but it's not significant to where I have to know what oh, they're yeah. talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's very much its own story, which I appreciate. So yeah, more to come on that. Um, good stuff. Brian? I think. Uh, I think that just about does it right guys yeah. wraps it up for this episode i good i episode. said at the beginning of What's the episode said at the beginning of the episode i think it was gonna be a good one and i think it mm-hmm. was if you're if you're still listening i was right right yeah right. correct <laughs> good one that was a good one yeah everyone yeah. bowed out um it's just us now yeah uh so again um Follow us on Twitter uh reach out to us at the invincible podcast at gmail.com um check out our TikTok. Uh yeah. There's a lot Wyatt, of really uh, oh, good stuff. Wyatt does TikTok. good stuff. Uh, we do Invincible Fan Art Fridays as well. Every Friday, uh, Wyatt also uh, uh, edits all that together. Um, does a great job. Yeah, those have that. been a Check lot of fun. Out. TJ is really, it's it's been nice to actually see a lot of the pieces that we've seen little glimpses of either in TJ's background or, or little things here and there. I'm always kind of excited whenever you send the the footage of whichever ones you're picking. So it's been neat to to see that, to get to... I feel like every week I'm following a new artist on uh, Twitter or Instagram or whatever, because we're getting yeah. to see like different commissions that you've gotten and connections you've made throughout the year. So that's a lot of fun. And then, yeah, little clips and stuff from, and if you from the seen episode. His, uh, the Ryan Otley's birthday one. I mean, that one's on. great. That one's great. <laughs> yeah, that one's that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, so check those out. And obviously if you're seeing the Invincible Fan Art Fridays, these are meant for, to kind of build a platform for uh, for you guys too, to, to for listeners and and, and fans of uh, original art to share their pieces. So um, when you see those on our TikTok, um, head over to our Twitter account uh, at InvincibleCast, find that post and post um, so a piece from your collection and tell us all about it. Um, Wyatt also does music. He's doing things. He does things. Wyatt does things. Okay, do things. and one of those things is music so definitely go out check check out Wyatt lane on soundcloud um and pretty much anywhere else uh, itunes um yeah he does our music for this podcast and and pretty much everything else in the world so i think that just about does it for this episode any final thoughts 
Thank you all no, for listening. Sir. Send us uh, some uh, your, of your thoughts on season two predictions or what you think of the Invincible Dice game or anything else coming out. Your excitement for that because we've been saying it all year, but things are ramping up and there's some fun stuff to talk about. We've got some really good ideas for episodes and short videos and things uh, to come. So keep an eye on that and our YouTube page. Yeah, we have we have some cool stuff coming out. We'll do some side stuff. But guys, only really, I mean, unless we decide to do more, which we may. <laughs> Only one real episode of the Invincible Podcast before season two. Good point. Yeah, we have October's, we'll and then we have yeah. November's. But we're gonna do we're gonna do other like side cool we'll stuff in between. So, yeah. um, definitely hit subscribe on YouTube so you get all that stuff. So all right, until then, right. we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 bye.